Barbudans lost their homes and businesses during Hurricane Irma in September. Now they're afraid of losing their land. So you're taking our land, you're taking our food, you're taking our salt, leaving us with nothing. This is The Climate Lead. I'm Evan Lehman, editor of ClimateWire. And I'm Jean Chemnick, the international reporter for ClimateWire. Jean is co-hosting The Climate Lead today because Robin Bravender's on vacation. We'll talk with others later. Before we do, Jean, tell us about what's happening on the island. What happened here was that um, this was this was actually one family's um, farm, sort of during the 17th and 18th century. Barbuda. Barbuda, and um, it was also where they had a lot of slaves who sometimes later were deployed to all these other plantations, sugar plantations in the region. And when slavery was abolished in the British West Indies, which happened in the, the first half of the 19th century, um, these people were basically left on the island, and they established a system of ownership that, that has some roots actually in African traditions of how you, you use the land um, communally. And I think there's about 1,800 people on the island now. There are 1,800 Barbudans. Some of them live off the island. And they all have some sort of ownership of the island. Antigua is, is much more developed, very open to, you know, to the tourism industry. Um, Antigua is the sister island of Barbuda. And Barbuda is much more, much less developed. They do have tourism and they, they you know, have jobs and, and economy, economic development tied to that, but it's, it's a smaller share. Um, not only do these people own the land communally, but they have rules about consensus. It's complicating for international, you know, companies that might want to go in and invest in the area. Um, and so there was this tension because Antigua feels that it's carrying Barbuda, doesn't feel that it's maximizing its return on investment with the, the island because it's this beautiful island that is sort of a paradise. Um, and along comes Irma. You know, from the perspective of many Barbudans, the Antiguan government has used Irma and the aftermath of Irma as sort of an excuse to ram through a bunch of, of changes that really they wanted to make before in terms of opening Barbuda up to more international development, making it a better um, revenue generator for the full country. Speaking about the storm, we wanted to see what part climate change played. So we called Kevin Trenberth, a hurricane expert. The ocean heat content uh, was certainly a factor in Irma, and that clearly has a, a global warming, a climate change component to it. If the water down below is warmer, then uh, enables the storm to keep going and to be more intense. There's been a couple of studies that have been done that are more statistical in nature that suggest in the case of Harvey that it was uh, the overall increase in precipitation was probably something like 30 to 35 percent, something like that. So these storms no doubt would have been uh, good storms in, in any case, uh, but uh, maybe they've been amplified by as much as about 30 percent. Um, you know, I, I think that the Barbudans would absolutely agree that they're more at risk in, in light of climate change, but they're they're more focused on sort of getting their lights back on and their their water consistently mm -hmm. connected to their houses. Um, so they're yeah. not talking about climate change as much, yeah. in part because there's this other threat that they're now facing right. from, from the point of view of, of most of them, you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of 
a threat to their entire way of life. And so how does this work? The, the Prime Minister, Gaston Brown, who is a former banker, um, and of course an Antiguan, um, makes the argument that without changing these, these land use rules, uh, it's really going to be impossible for the country to carry um, the expense of Irma recovery, which is, you know, 220 uh, million dollars mm. is the estimate. So they hope to raise revenue from from taxes and from economic development, from tourism to help pay for the recovery. And that's already happening, right? Robert De Niro, the actor, has proposed a, a large resort. He's proposed it, yes. On, on Barbuda, and he and he proposed this before Hurricane Irma struck. Yes. Um, so this would be the largest resort on the island, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, the Antiguan government granted him, basically went around the normal rules and basically granted De Niro a larger um, plot of lease than usually would be granted to, and also the ability for it to automatically renew, so it's much longer. It is being challenged in court. Hmm. Um, so we don't know what the resolution on that necessarily is going to be. And the question I would have for the government and and have tried to ask is sort of what happens to the rest of the, the island. Because the rest of the island is used and has always been used for centuries for hunting and fishing and, you know, uh, you know various other activities that supplement the diets and, and the lifestyles of the people, all the people on the, the island. And they have equal access to it. You know, and this is this is an important part of how they live. Um, and would this mean that they only get the ten thousand square feet around their houses, which doesn't support a lot of economic development? We also called Jackie Beezer. She's a resident of Barbuda. Hello. Good day. Hello. She took a minute away from work in a kitchen feeding aid workers to talk with us. Were you in your parents' home when the storm struck in September? Um, yes, I was. I had to leave there because um, we didn't feel safe after a while, so I went to a friend's house, and I thought my parents' house was sound, but the morning after, when I went back, the total roof was gone. Everything was gone. I had a beauty parlor in the yard that was that's total. Now the storm took, took my buildings and everything. and lost everything, so that's what it is. I lost my restaurant. I lost my beauty parlor. So now I'm employed by the Samaritan first to cook. What is it like on the island at this moment? The trees are growing back, you know, nicely. You see some greenery coming back. But as far as building and stuff, that's kind of slow. Um, get, getting roofs back on is kind of slow because um, I think payments were slow in paying the contractors. So that has slowed up a little bit. But I think sometime this week they should be getting paid. So things should move again. Um, hopefully smoothly this time. The houses that were totaled, those are not being touched yet. You can count the houses that have um, electricity at the moment. Maybe you'd say about maybe 23 or so. Can I ask a little bit about this proposal, you know, of the governments to change the way land is, is owned and controlled on Bar Barbuda? Um, how would that sort of affect you and your family? If, if it did become law? Well, I am not clear, and a lot of us are not clear how that would work. A lot of us are going to are very adamant that we're not buying. That's a very good point, yeah. 
And and Jackie, why why do you want things to stay the same? What you know? What what are you concerned about if things change? Uh, I think it's right now the land that the government wants to utilize for, let's say, for the investors is all our beachfront places that we go camp at, places that we can just take the, the day off and go to the beach. We would not be able to access those properties or go through those areas if they do sell them out to investors. So it will hamper our day-to-day -day living. You know, we fish there and they want buffer zone even in the sea. So you'd even affect the way in which we eat and the way in which we live. And I don't think no one with any sense at all would want to have anyone encroach on, on the way of life that, that they're accustomed. Now, we're not, I am not against having investors come in, but you have to be reasonable. How do you feel about the De Niro project? I think he wants too much. I think he should con concentrate on the K-Club pieces that he got and just stay there and let's see how he can develop that. Because there's been too many years that you allow investors to have a vast amount of property and they don't do anything with it. And the way in which he wants to do it, the buffer zone, so you can't go within a certain area and even out at sea, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. Why would you want that? That means regular folks who are accustomed to going up at that area would not be able to. Now, we don't mind you coming and enjoying, but don't try to take things away from us. Because even where he is, we have a very large salt pond. And every year when it dries, you have the villagers go up there and look salt. He wants that section too, so we won't be able to get no salt. And then where you go hunting for deer and, and land turtle and stuff, that's our life. You can't come and tell us we can't go hunting. It's crazy. So you're taking yeah. our land, you're taking our food, you're taking our salt. So you're left leaving us with nothing. That's basically he's coming to just rape everything that we have. You should not be allowed to do that because this is the way in which we are accustomed. And you cannot come and take my custom to encroach your, you want your privacy because you have all that money. You decide that you're going to do what you will with, with our land. It's not going to work on this side. Wow. Do you trust the Antigua government? No, I don't. I trust no one that um, tries to take what I have known for decades to be what is mine and take it away from me and want me to pay you for it. Because if that shirt you have belongs to you, why should I pay you for your shirt? That's like robbing me blind. I trust no one that wants to rob me. Do you have any friends or um, associates who are Barbudan who do favor this, this proposal of Gaston Brown's about land? I know acquaintances, yes, that does. Because they look at it as a way of building a house, like they can go to the bank and get a loan so they can build a house. But I don't think they understand the magnitude of that because you pay, I don't even understand it myself, because you pay a small amount for the land, but the bank is not going to loan you $200,000 on, let's say, a $100,000 lot. It doesn't work like that. And then the way in which council pays, that most folks here work for the council, at least 80% of the Barbudans work for the council. Council right now owes eight weeks payment. Now, if you were a bank, would you trust me with money and you're not sure how you're going to get paid? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, good I think point. those are great points. Thank you so much for your help. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye. Good luck. Read all these stories and more at eenews.net. We'll see you next week.